Accessing node A two E E E three four Q. Connected. Downloading. Transfer complete. Welcome back to the Dead Drop, your secure transfer of video game and developer news. I'm Matthew Bliss, your interpreter for the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. When trying to put together the news stories for this episode, there was a very strong presence from Meta, because they had their Meta Connect 2022, which had a big impact on gaming and VR in general. But trying to gather the sprawl of those articles together into a way that can be cogently understood by anybody listening was surprisingly difficult. As you may have noticed if you read games news, sometimes you can see many articles referring to the same thing, but piecemealing all the different components into different stories. Whether this is because newspapers or media outlets require more articles about single topics so as to extend their bottom line and create ad dollars, or whether the news itself is worthy enough to have just a single article explaining what it is, remains to be seen for me. Something very similar was the case among many media outlets with the CD Projekt Red news last week. Nevertheless, I've done my best to try and gather all these things together so you don't have to look at Meta or Facebook in any reasonable way. And there's a few other extra things on the end too, so get ready for that. This is your transfer from the 13th of October, 2022. And these are the news stories that you need to know. As mentioned earlier, Meta, better known as Facebook, has announced a bunch of gaming-related material, mostly related to VR, at their Meta Connect 2022 event. Here is a roundup of the major plot points with regards to gaming at least. Iron Man VR, previously a PlayStation VR exclusive, is coming to be available on the Meta Quest 2. The release date for that is Thursday, November 3. Population 1, released two years ago, is getting a new sandbox mode. Among Us, popular from 2020, is coming to VR as well. Get Sus on November 10th for 10 US dollars. The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2, the follow-up to the popular Chapter 1 that was released also a couple of years ago, coming to the MetaQuest 2 on Thursday, December 1st. Behemoth, an enigmatic game being developed for the MetaQuest 2 and is meant to be a survival game as well, has been announced, but no release date available just yet. And probably the biggest of these announcements is that Xbox Cloud Gaming and Game Pass will be available on the Meta platform shortly. This means that with your MetaQuest 2 and other VR units available from Meta, you'll be able to access your cloud gaming and Xbox Game Pass games. As I understand it, it will be a movie theater type scenario in the VR space. So unless it's a VR game, it's unlikely that you're going to get that full VR experience, but at the very least, integrating across platforms is pretty great. But the goodies from Meta Connect do not end there. The MetaQuest Pro headset has finally been officially announced and it will be launching on October 25th. Far from just a gaming headset, the intention is that this will be used in work-based scenarios and for collaborative projects and work meetings. Part of the reason for this is that it has facial and eye tracking capabilities, which will improve the social presence in apps that reflect this type of activity, like Meta's own apps. You might only expect work to pay for it as well, because the VR headset will launch at 1500 US dollars with 256 gigabytes of storage. By comparison, the MetaQuest Pro's optical lenses will be 40% lighter, but in saying that, the Pro does not replace the Quest 2, 
and it will still be available for purchase at the same time as the Pro. With the PSVR 2 meant to come out in March next year, or at least around March, Meta should be able to flood the market with their Pro headset before anyone even gets a chance at the PSVR 2. But with the high price point, is it possible that we won't actually see much of these units out there? Let me know on Twitter if you're a VR user and if you think you would fork out 1500 US dollars to pay for this headset. And of course, if you want to find out more information about the headset itself and anything else from today's stories, look at the show notes. The final big announcement out of Connect for gaming is that Meta has acquired three studios, Camouflage, Armature, and Twisted Pixel. For Meta, this means they have access to game dev studios that are responsible for Iron Man VR and Republic, the Metroid Prime series, Resident Evil VR, Where the Heart Leads, and Ark Genesis Part 1, as well as contributions to Metal Gear Solid, Batman Arkham, Injustice, and the Borderlands series. That's a big get for Meta. Let's hope they use their new powers for good. In other news, in the wake of Google Stadia being taken out of commission, Google's also released a new range of Chromebooks which are built for cloud gaming. Seems like one hand should talk to the other. And yet, having Chromebooks that are available for gaming is an interesting concept, considering the Chromebook was designed to be a very cheap laptop-based device, but with enough hardware to be able to support gaming on the go, even if it's via the cloud, is a great thing. With models from IBM, Asus, and Acer, we're looking at NVIDIA's cloud gaming service GeForce Now coming pre-installed on these platforms, as well as supporting Xbox Cloud Gaming and Google Play. Almost seems like Stadia would have fitted right in. When it comes to graphics cards for PCs, sometimes they can err on the side of ridiculous, and that seems to be the case with reporting on rumors around the shelving of the RTX 4090 Ti, or Lovelace Titan card, which is reported to have been so powerful that it was tripping breakers, melting power units, and occasionally dissolving spontaneously. At this stage, these rumors can't be confirmed, but at the very least we can say that the GeForce RTX 4090 is coming in at 450 watts of required power at 1600 MSRP, US, obviously, and 24 gigabytes of GDR6X memory. For the PC gaming nerds, that is massive. For the Australians, it's a car very far out of reach unless you have thousands of dollars of disposable income. But as we've heard in previous episodes, Moore's law dying means that Nvidia can charge really whatever they want. I do realize that graphics card news doesn't appeal to every person who listens to this podcast, but have you heard of a card in your computer that could literally melt spontaneously because it's so powerful? That's pretty cool, isn't it? Last week, Quantic Lab, who provides QA testing for games companies, made headlines because apparently it has been lying to devs, mistreating staff, and providing very little value for what they're paid to the games themselves. A number of workers for the company have come out and chatted to PC Gamer, among other outlets, to talk about the pressures of testing these games and the way that the company reorganized resources in a way that put pressure on them, whilst also simultaneously not delivering value for the companies that enlisted their services. Example case number one being Cyberpunk 2077 coming out with a ridiculous number of bugs upon release, but Quantic Lab was hired to QA test some aspects of the game, among other QA testing companies. But some of these employees are indicating that testers would report low-level bugs to meet goals set by management, which were entirely unreasonable by the sound of things. This is a bigger story that requires more explanation. I might blast that out into a Network Intel episode. 
Now for some quick headlines to keep you informed. Apparently the Dead Space remake is not coming to PS4 despite rumors. This means only PS5, Xbox Series X and PC will be available at launch. According to a senior analyst at MST Financial, the shipments from PlayStation have been up 400% over the last month, apparently in the gear up to Christmas. This does not necessarily mean consoles are up 400% a month, this is simply by weight alone. After Embracer has completed its acquisition of Square Enix Montreal, they have rebranded to Onoma, which in Greek means name and apparently was put together from a series of 165 names developed by their rebrand squad. Twitter user Sam N. Chiet has taken Doom to the next level by running it inside Notepad at 60 frames per second. To see a captured video of this, check out the show notes. And lastly, it came back into the common parlance that Windows 95 was developed with a special bit of code to eliminate a bug that featured in SimCity. Running SimCity on any other platform would feature that bug and break. Not something common to operating systems these days. That was the gaming industry news that you need to know. As always, head to deaddroppod.com to check out the sources of the stories and more. Join us on TikTok or Instagram to get notifications and small news bites in future. Also follow me on Twitter, at MattBlissPod, if you'd like to interact with me, give feedback for the show. You can also give feedback on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating and some feedback. Let me know what you think of the show. Join us every Monday and Thursday for the latest game news. And make sure to tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days. Yeah.